heading to Rorotonga, then you need to get the unofficial official guide to Roro, and it's completely free. The helpful eight-page PDF gets you completely ready for your holiday to Rorotonga. Inside the guide, you'll find information on transportation, Wi-Fi, customs, SIM, eSIM information on the cards, scooter rentals, and so much more. To get your free guide to Rorotonga, head to roropass.com slash guide. That's roropass, R-A-R-O-P-A-S-S dot com slash guide. Welcome to the Kirana Podcast, a show about what you will find, what you will not find in the Cook Islands. And now here's your host, Chantal Napa. I'm your host, Chantal Napa. Welcome back to Kia Orana Podcast. Now I'm still here. <laughs> Do you know why I went quiet, everybody? So up until um, half an hour ago, I actually hadn't done some research on my guests today. When I asked Gonzalo Aldano to come on the show, what I knew was he was doing an amazing job of um, the seawall uh, with, um, you know, the Cook Islands Marine Park and Marae Moana. And I would see some art of his around Rarotonga. And that was it, right? So half an hour ago, I go on his Facebook page and everyone who is creative, everyone who loves life, this is a show for you. This is a show for you. This man is a beautiful human being, and I really appreciate you, Gonzalo, sitting down with me today. And I'm going to start here because I read something that you wrote, and it is said that art is everywhere, that beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, that when you learn to appreciate her, she becomes yours, and that so much you contemplate her, your eyes then belong to her. Everything is relative. That's why I feel that paradise is not a place or a destination, but a conviction. And that happiness is not something you find. It is something you have to create. And we need to pay attention to the moments, to the little things. We need to listen. We need to open our eyes so that at the end of the day, If there's pears or if there's apples, we have to understand that we are not eternal. And at the time of saying goodbye to this beautiful plane and place, we have total certainty that we did well, that we were there, that we were part of all paradise. And yes, that art is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Gonzalo. How does a man from Mexico, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, end up in Rarotonga. Well, firstly, thank you for the invitation. I'm really pleased to be here. I appreciate it. And yeah, answering your question, sometimes I had a feeling it was kind of uh, difficult to explain it, but I feel like it was kind of a universe conspiracy or something like the stars were in the perfect line to bring me here because I have to confess it was not in my plans now. I've been traveling around the world since 2015. This is actually my country number 23. 
been in four continents, doing artwork, trying to learn about the culture and stuff. I really like, I, for me, it's fascinating to see different perspectives of different societies, cultures, and people in general. And also, I was traveling, traveling, traveling. So before here, I was in New Zealand. And I was uh, enjoying trying to learn also uh, traveling around there. And when finally my, my tourist visa was about to expire, I was looking for a place where to continue traveling. And I was just checking, okay, what was the next, what's the next, what's the next? And I found a flight to Rarotonga, Cook Islands. And I have to confess, I was like, I don't know what is Rarotonga, but let's go to Rarotonga. <laughs> and I just came here. I just came here. I mean, I feel like it was just destiny or something like that. I just came here and like totally, I wasn't sure what to, what to, what I could find over here. But... I remember it was like 2 a.m. and it was dark and it was raining and I was like, what am I doing in this tropical island? I was scared. And really, I was very scared. But the, but at the next morning, it was open. I was like, actually, this is beautiful. And I was walking, walking, walking around. This is beautiful and beautiful and beautiful. I mean, basically, I could I could see the the natural and the simplicity and the how like natural beauty in general no, of the island. But then I realized how Everybody's very friendly. Everybody's like the big smiles and the Kyoran. I didn't understand. Like, what is Kyoran? What is like that? No, something like that. But then I realized, like, I couldn't see like artwork. And I saw, oh, that's a good spot. Oh, that's another good spot. And I was like, it's beautiful. Why nobody's painting flowers or bears or something? This is a beautiful place. And I was um, thinking, okay, I would like to at least paint one mural before I leave. My plan was just to stay. Three weeks. <laughs> yeah. That was my original plan. Yeah. Yeah. And so, how and how long ago was that? Three years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Continue. Yeah. So yeah. your plan was to paint one mural before you left. Before I leave. Yeah. In then, three weeks. Yeah. In the way how I, I was like totally like lost, disoriented, no, like, okay, how can I find a place where to paint now? So um Probably you remember that. Sometimes when I mention about it, people say, oh, I remember that post. But I was looking for a place, like a, looking for a, a, a community page on Facebook. And I remember I found, so I think the, the name was Tarotonga Swap Buy and Sell or something like that. Yeah. And I posted something like, uh, to all the lovely people of Rarotonga, my name is Gonzalo. I'm from Mexico and I'm a travel artist. If you want to see my work around the world, you can check this link. And I put a link over there with a photo. Okay. And then if you want something for home, for your business, or, or if you know about a public spot, just let me know. And I'm going to be happy to give some color to this beautiful corner of the world. Thanks and kind regards. No? And I just posted. And I went to sleep. And I remember the next day, I saw like a lot of notification. Like, what? What, what, what is that? No? So I opened my Facebook. I checked. And the post got kind of 500 reactions, and I got uh, 51 offers of job, walls and resources. And stuff. And I was like, wow, like, like it was mind blowing. Yeah. 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 So I just like, wow, people really like my work. And yeah, so I just picked two. And I started, I remember I, I, I picked one for the Apinical. Yeah. For the oh, school, yeah. For the, for the school. Yeah. Yes. That was, that was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And what was, was and what was that, Gonzalo? When? No, what was that that you decided to do it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It was in um on the playground and it was just a wave. It was a wave and I had to go because I was I was learning, I was like totally blind and I was just 
trying to print my perspective as a foreigner, as a just a visitor, I was not really involved as how I am right now. And now I know about patterns, meanings, stories, legends. And I had to do all the research to, about the sea world. That's another story, you know? Mm. Yeah. But in that point, I just wanted to beautify mm. a word for the, for the kids. For and the for the primary, children. For the children, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was fun because I remember I was painting, for example, at the scaffold at the top. And the kids were jumping on the scaffold and yeah, like, you know, you just don't move, don't move, no, but I mean, it was part of the experience. Or sometimes when I was painting at the bottom, some little kids came like, oh, it's, it's wet, and they were touching the wall. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. I mean, but it was, mm-hmm. of course, like a lot of good vibration around. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, I was, I did like two or three years. And then the next one that you you, uh, you picked? Uh, you but, picked two. The first one was the school. Yeah, and pollination tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like Nicholas, actually, because I was very interested about to learn about meanings of the patterns and, and, and motifs and stuff. So I think I thought it could be good to exchange, like to flow with it. I mean, yeah. I printed a, a turtle, it's a big turtle on the hat. You know what? Just last Saturday, Gonzalo, this lady, because my daughter Athena and I, we sell in um, one of the huts at Punanganui Market. She's 14 and we sell her prints there, right? Her art prints. And on Saturday, this lady came up to us and said, "Uh, I'm looking for a tattoo place, you know, in the market. And my daughter said, you see over there, that big turtle? On the wall of that building. Oh yeah, yeah. Go to that building. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know that was your turtle on the side of the building, but my daughter used it like as a landmark. She just yeah. pointed straight across and she said, yeah. "You see that turtle yeah. on the side of that building? Go to that building." Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was that was and, really, like really good experience as well. Yeah, and we and, also exchange some tats. Originally, I just asked for one. Oh, you exchanged some tats with Clive, with Clive Nicholas. Yeah. Originally, it was just about to. I just asked for something small in my, in my hand. Yes. Because I thought it's my way to survive traveling around the world using my hands. Yes. Painting, doing artwork and stuff. But it grew up and after 11 se- uh, sessions, I had all this leave. Yeah. <laughs> so, 11 yeah. sessions now that yeah. you've had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's full of. That is beautiful. I have to, I have to say, I'm mm-hmm. very happy with this because. Um, I feel it's authentic mm. for me, like from my perspective, being a foreigner, I'm from the other side of the planet, Earth, not Mexico, this is far, no? So in my country, you can also have Maori tattoos, but obviously the tattoo artists, they have to go to it, download it, transfer it, and just copy it with no knowledge, like they don't even have an idea what is the meaning of every mm-hmm. motive, no? So from my perspective, I can say this is a real Island Maori tattoo made of um, uh, uh, it's made of uh, from um, real Duke Island uh, Maori artist in a Polynesian style in a Polynesian island. So for me, it's like it's a treasure. I really appreciate it and I'm very happy. I'm not sure if somebody in Mexico beautiful a Duke Island big tattoo. So I mean, something is small, but for example, I really like to conserve small things that uh, probably doesn't have like a um, We're looking at his tattoo, everybody, on his right arm, and it goes pretty much from his um, <laughs> knuckles all the way up his right arm sleeve, uh, top and bottom. Yeah. And there's so many beautiful 
local motifs that you have there. Yeah. Eleven sessions. That that's yeah. how much time would that be? <laughs> yeah, but everything was like yeah, not not all. Yeah, yeah but like, like different months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, personally, it has like like a great value. Mm-hmm. I like to conserve like small things on the on the road. For example, I have a little rock that it was part on the one Egyptian pyramid when I was in, in Cairo. It was just there, like a very tiny one. So yeah, or I have some wood of the Mount of the Olives in Israel that I keep for my mom. Yeah. Some small things that I really like to conserve. And yeah, this definitely is one of my treasures. I have a real uh Kukalan Maori that yeah, you know, it's like like a treasure. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. And you and I were talking before, just before we turned on the microphone, about yeah. Uh, you said, do you know, Chantal, what's my favorite fish? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I said, tell me. And you said, the maroro, yeah. the flying fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's because I I have a feeling of uh, uh, everybody would like to have, I mean, since we are kids, you know, like uh, everybody wants to be a tiger or a lion or a dragon. Or, everybody has that, that uh, concept of... Uh, uh, Power of the animals to represent their, their own spirits, huh? but I can I can see like on the on the marrow on the flying fish, it's like very it's a very underrated animal species because in my opinion they are real rebels, like real rebels, like because it seems like a like the the, the nature, the evolution, or even God tell them you are a fish, you live in the water and you have to swim. And they say, yes, but I want to fly. And they really fly. They are real rebels. I mean, I find very beautiful. Uh, it's a very beautiful animal. It's, it's a real rebel. And I don't know why I can see a power, but I mean, I like it. I really like it. Are you a rebel? No. Is that why? Are you a rebel? <laughs> well, from, from <laughs> perspectives, I have been like, yes, I think so. For example, there is a kind of, it's kind of a critique, it's kind of a crude joke about of Mexicans. But it says, especially when you're born in Mexico City, capital, it says, Mexicans, we don't speak English, we don't know how to swim, and we never travel out of the country. You know what? I know <laughs> totally the opposite. So it sounds horrible. It's, it's a crude joke, but it's real. We don't know how to swim. We are far from the ocean. Okay. My, my hometown, my family comes from Oaxaca State. Oaxaca State is Pacific Ocean Coast as well. But me personally, I was born, my roots aren't in the Pacific too, but I, I was born in, in Mexico City capital. So we were over there and stuff. I went back to my hometown without being an adult, but in general, um, yeah, I was born in Mexico City. So Sounds a little sad to say that, but it's really, it's a big city. It's like bigger than New York and just Mexico City capital, for example. There is, uh, the population is 25 million. 25 million of people is five times all the population of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So just imagine just in one mm-hmm. city. I don't want to say it's a small Mexico City, massive, but uh, just imagine I, I was born in the, like, to, like a real city, like massive city. Man. That's why I'm not a big fan. I prefer the beach, the, the, the ocean, the tropical weather, the space and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, is that where your um you began your art of you know in Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. how old were you? Well, 
I've been an artist practically all my life. All my life. I remember perfectly when I started. I remember probably I was like kind of five years old. And I was crying because I'm not sure if it was kindergarten or the first grade of primary, but we have a homework to copy the cover of a book about a magician. I remember that, and we have to draw it. No? And I was desperate because I couldn't, I couldn't, I was desperate. I didn't have an idea how to draw it. No? And then I, um, I was crying, desperate, and then my father came from, from work. And he was, hey, chill out, chill out, what's happening? Why are you crying? No, I can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, okay, chill out. Okay. When it's about drawing, first you have to learn, like, you have to enjoy it. You don't have to suffer doing it. You have to enjoy it. It's something beautiful. Enjoy it. Look, you don't have to copy it. You copy all the drawing. You just look, what's the shape of the leg? Check this line. And there is another line. And then there is the feet. You go line by line, line by line, but enjoy to do it. You don't have to do it perfect. You just go line by line until the drawing is done. I remember that. And when I when I remember when he told me that, I couldn't stop Chantal. Never, never. Like uh, I was drawing like all my life crazy because actually when I was a kid, my, uh, my family thought uh, I am very dispersed. I am very distracted when I talk too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You are perfect. You don't talk too much. Okay. <laughs> You're perfect. Yeah, yeah. So they take me to the to the psychologist, no? Like this. Yeah. And they, my diagnosis was like, a, a, I don't know how she named this, attention deficit. deficit oh, that stupid conditioning yeah. Yeah. label that they give. Yeah, yeah, but it was like at a yeah. very low level. So they just gave me some, it's, it's, some it's, homework. It's attention. They call it ADD. Yeah, they that, call that, it yeah. attention deficit disorder. It is not a def- disorder. Yeah. You're just human. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know, like you're just, you're just you. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So they That's took you. Yeah, but they just gave me some, some homework about to, to help with my attention. Mm-hmm. Like, but just imagine how could be for a kid, like just be 10 minutes looking to a white paper with a black point in the middle. And you have to be there just to increase your attention. Or they put me to do calligraphy, like, uh, you know what's calligraphy? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Typing, typing, typing. And it was nice. I really enjoyed it. I think that helped a lot with my... with my. And how old were you then when you were doing was, the calligraphy? Like just a kid. Like yeah. Like six, seven... Something like that. But in general, I really, I really enjoy. I was painting my first, my first big graffiti. I was twelve years old. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Big job. Oh yeah, but it was actually also kind of accidental because it was um, like a magazine for teenagers or something. Somebody brought it to to the secondary. We are, you know, between twelve and fifteen years old. That that grade, no. So yeah. And when I saw a, a, an article about graffiti in New York, it was like, I just feel like explosion in, in my brain and I was kind of obsessed with graffiti. Not like deeply, I mean, I was never painting graffiti like like real as, as, as illegal or something, never. Mm. But I was super attracted to the colors and to the compositions and all the things. So it was kind of an obsession. And then I really wanted to do it. I don't play basketball, for example, mm. but I was watching NBA Jam on the TV just to see if they show some graffitis on the street of the United States or something like that just because of my attraction to the graffiti. 
So yeah, I was very young, and then I just went to buy some spray paint, and then, like just two, and I was with my friends. Yeah, they were like looking at nobody coming. I was painting with this wall, yeah, three, twelve. And what was that? What was the what was the image? Just a character, my name and a character, like a cartoonized. Mm-hmm. It was like I was just a kid. Mm-hmm. So just like a kid, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in general, answering your question, I've been I think I've been an artist of all my life. But back in the days, it was just uh, for fun. Never thought like I could uh, make a career with it. I was just enjoying. I was in a totally different business, being an artist in Mexico. But I was always painting, always painting. Yeah. Where did you study, Gonzalo? Did you study? Yeah. You yeah, did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm I'm graduated. My title is graphic designer. But it was pretty disappointing to be three years learning something that it was and what I wanted to do. Being a graphic designer, they teach you about of, uh, psychology of the color, marketing, design of logo ties, because they prepare you to be part of a, of a publicity uh, company, you know, like marketing and, and all the campaigns and something like that. And it was not really what I what I wanted. When I, was, I mean, I learned a lot about also softwares and, and plenty of other things. Well, I wanted to paint, you know, like, I mean, it helps, obviously, it helps a lot, you know, yeah. And so you did that in Mexico? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. University, yeah. And so you would get to, like, 20 years old, 21? When I finished, 21. Yeah. Yeah. And then what did you do? Well, that's a long story. (laughs) That's a long story because, actually, I was born in a nightclub in Mexico, Mm -hmm. capital, for about years. Yeah. Yeah. And that was accidental too. <laughs> yeah. Because um I have friends who they already knew that I was painting very good and stuff. And then it was a woman from the USA, uh, an American woman who wanted to open a boy club. So she did not. And then she called one of our mates, he was a DJ. And she was asking me if he knows someone who can paint to decorate the the nightclub. The nightclub. It was pretty small. That was not a club. That was a bar. Her place was 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 just a small bar. So I just went there and she explained me what she wanted. Okay, boom. I was painting, 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 and eventually uh, we became very good friends. And she was like very happy with me all the time. So she invited me to work, and I learned how was that lifestyle. You know? She was very happy. I did. I painted all inside, you no, know, like a like a three D mural in, in the bar. No, that's it. Wow. But eventually I realized, like, I really like the the that business and stuff, and after that's another long story. But after I decided to open my own one, yeah, she left that that uh, place. It was just kind of one year or something. Then she left, nothing, and then I decided to start. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky. I was very lucky. I was working hard, saving money. My father also supported me with some, and then I got some uh, sponsors from the Corona Corona Rebuild Company. Yes, they came over to. They were asking because we got a good location and they were like, oh, this is a very good location. We want to offer you our product. If you sign with us, you can use the brand, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it was very, really, very really successful. Very really successful. Well, I, I mean, it's like totally different business, but I was every three months changing all the decoration inside. It was a concert hall. It has capacity for 1,600 people. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. Not always full. It was mostly during the doing the special concerts, no? Yeah. Because I'm in Mexico City, there's a lot of people for everyone, for every concert. So, yeah. Yes, that was my business. No? So, but I was painting, painting, painting yeah. all the time. And also using my skills 
on Photoshop instructor yes. and Corel to design and print all the flyers. I mean, it was the old school, no, like like long time ago, we didn't have Facebook or, or Instagram or something, and everything we have to print the flyers mm -hmm. and go out with, with my team to to share and to hand all the flyers to promote the, the events and concerts and stuff. So I was designing a lot. You actually, you say you went to the Facebook, you can see a lot of designs, like thousands of designs of, of my club. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that, I quit very long time ago. Yeah, yeah it, but that's all part journey. of your journey, though. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's all part of your journey of how, you, and then how you get to here. Yeah. And it's all learning and lessons and joy and, yeah. you know, and yeah, sweat and tears and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, in general, and, I mean, and then, doing art all the time. And then, so when did you feel like you wanted to start traveling? I know you said 2000 and was it 15? Yeah. So that's eight years ago. Yeah. How old are you, Gonzalo? Uh, 41. 41? Yeah, I look younger. Than 15, no, so eight <laughs> years ago, you're in your no, very early 30s, very early 30s, and yeah. you decide to, you know, put a backpack on yeah, yeah, and just exactly. go. Yeah. And then before getting here, from me listening to you, you've been here three years. That was eight years ago. So in five years, you did 20 countries. In five years, you know, from 2015 to 2020. Yeah. Uh, because we're in 23 now, so you've been here three years. Yeah. So you did 20 because you said 22 or 23. 22. Yeah, yeah, so you did 22 countries in five years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know your surname? You know, the, well, no, your name, Gonzalo, there's a freaking, you know, Andre, Andre. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's you just hit it. You just yeah. you just hit the world like, and went yeah. here, there, everywhere. So what are some of the countries, please, and your memories of... Um, you know, you get there, you're in your early 30s. You yeah. don't have to name all of them, but just maybe I two think. or three that, and then you did you paint in them? Yeah, in all of them. In all of them? Yeah, I just get two or three, but yeah. I don't remember exactly what I think it was. My road was Spain, Germany, Malta, Italy, Romania, Serbia, Bulgaria, Turkey, Cyprus, Israel, Egypt, Ethiopia, India, Indonesia, Malaysia, New Zealand. Okay. I think I skipped some, but I wow. something like that, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And please tell me about just some of the paintings you did in, in, the, in any of the countries that you want to talk about. Well, there is one very special for me mm -hmm. because when I was in Cyprus, mm -hmm. in the south coast in Limassol, the name of the city is Limassol, uh, I was just a traveler and stuff, but eventually uh, they came. I, not the manager officially, but I was running the hostel. Right? So yeah, so it was a, a, a open spot, an open spot, and, and I mean it's very special for me because unfortunately my my youngest brother passed away in July 2018 because of cancer. He was uh, just 22 years old when he, he passed away. Yeah, so yeah, Sorry. so he's he was a football player. So and, and his favorite team was the Eagles. Of the club America, it's a Mexican football team, no? So, yeah, and that mural it was when he was already uh, sick, and it was like nothing to do. So I dedicated that big mural. It was an eagle. Actually, the name of the of the mural is my eagle brother, uh, 
like in the memory of my brother, no? so yeah, he passed away when I finished it. And I dedicated to him, so it's very special. And it's a beautiful, massive viewer. But he was thinking about my brother, not going to bed with not with those anymore. Yeah. And it was also painful because I was far. It's like different continent. I, I was obviously wanted to come back. But it's crazy how when you see in perspective that we are not eternals, we're gonna die. When I don't know how that happened, but my brother became he, he's my youngest one, no? and, and he was just 22. And he became very really wise. In general, super wise, and he, I remember he told me, no, bro, you are doing something that is not very common. You're traveling, you're rocking, and you are like a, doing something beautiful. I don't want you to come. I don't want you to come back, bro, because if you come back and that represents that I'm going to heal, I'm going to tell you, you just come back, cabron, what are you waiting for? But no, you cannot change anything, and I don't want you to see me like how I look like. I want you to keep the memories how I am, how I was. So... No, I just don't want you coming back to Mexico. I just want you to keep traveling, beautifying the world with what you do, and just make me proud, bro. And I said, so, oh, my God, I was just, whoa. Okay, bro, thank you for that. So, yeah, that mural is very special for me. Yeah, in Cyprus. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing thank that. You. Thank you. Gonzalo, thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> It's a beautiful tribute to your brother, the eagle. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Abraham, his name was Abraham. What was his name? Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Abraham. Abraham Aldana. Aldana. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but there is over over that, other murals that represent, every every experience, every mural has experience, no? Mm. And what I really like is like, I don't feel like I'm a tourist. I feel like I like to be a traveler. And I like when the people in the street say, hey, what's up? Or the or the woman in the store in the corners say, good morning, by your name mm. or something like that. And when I paint a mural in a country and, and it, it after it, it become part of the place, I feel like uh, I just came as a traveler or I get living as a local, <laughs> a little, you know, yeah. I like that. I like that effect. That brings me, everyone, to the seawall yeah. in Rarotonga, yeah. <laughs> in Nikao, at the end of the runway, and it is 55 metres long? 562. Because metres, not 55, 560, I had the fives, oh my gosh, sorry, I had yeah. the fives. Yeah, 562. 562, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's uh, that's more than half a kilometer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um. And how long have you been working on that? Because that story, if oh, everyone yeah. also listens to uh, the Marae Moana story with um, Kevin Edel, he kind of reminded me about you because I re- I recorded him a few weeks ago, yeah. and then Kevin reminded me about the big that project that you were doing along the seawall. Yeah, and. And then I thought, I need to talk to the man who's who's doing this, <laughs> which is you. And yeah, yeah. over a few years, you started at point one, yeah. right? And then now how many more meters have you got left? 92. 
92 meters out of the 562 meters. And, and that has been such an amazing journey for those of us that live here as well as visitors because we have seen the transformation which you started when, Gonzalo? When did you kind of start there? Well, we started with the cleaning and the first layer on March, I think, but properly, like full on, on like on the on the painting. I think, and what I think year was, was that? Year. Last year, last year. Yeah. So March twenty two, two thousand twenty two. Yeah. yeah, between March and April, something. Yeah. Like that. So, so yes, over a year. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's yeah. been over a year. I'm sorry, I know people. People think like uh, it's taking too long, but honestly, they're not. Gonna... Stop! 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 <laughs> it is not taking too long. Okay, it is yeah. not taking too long <laughs> it is Gonzalo it is perfect yeah okay it is perfect we are talking half a kilometer yeah. okay or you know it, this it is perfect and it is beautiful and when I go past you know I'm like oh wow look you know there's Mike Taviani's face Oh wow, look, you know, there's someone someone else's face. Oh wow, look, you know, now he's working on a you know a nautical image and now he's working on a, a human yeah, image. It is not it's it's perfect. Yeah, and thank you. thank you so so much. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank it's you. beautiful. And you've had so many local artists join you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Along this journey, and yeah. each and every one of them are going to remember that time, yeah. you know, of working on that. And so, please uh, tell me, tell me a bit about that, please. Well, uh, it was uh, uh, also like a perfect time, perfect moment, and perfect people interest on the project. Like uh, everything connected, you know, like a universe conspiracy, because. As I told you, like um, when I when I was stranded because of the COVID and I thought I was I was I had to survive, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of people who trust in my work and stuff. And I was working for resource and some of the business and, and uh, family houses and stuff. But I really wanted to paint something more public, more for the community, more like visible, you know, more open. And I was like really interested and, and I saw some other spots where I was thinking like that seagull is my favorite part but actually I was intimidated like almost too long no 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 it's too, too big no 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 but all the time that I was driving around and I saw it and I was like I love this place I cannot understand why nobody wanted to paint it it's a it's a piece of grey concrete and it's a beautiful but why nobody do that so I was investigating about it. So I realized the seawall has been there for 50 years. It was built in 1972. And nobody ever like touched. I mean, I saw some graffitis on the uh, outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. You know why I'm laughing? <laughs> yeah. When I was in Form 3 here, yeah. I was 13 years old. So I was born in 1972, <laughs> right? So that would have made that 13, 1985. And then I remember there were a bunch of boys in school, high school. <laughs> they graffitied that wall. <laughs> yeah. And you know who you are if you're listening to my show because you <laughs> you all got stood up in front of the school at school assembly. Wow. There was like half a dozen boys, right? And I, I remember them. 
<laughs> I, I know their names. I could name all their names. Yeah. And they were, <laughs> and they were, they were told off for graffitiing yeah. that wall. Yeah. And and you know instead of when I think about it now, thirty five years later, odd or thirty eight years later, we didn't embrace it. We looked at it as uh, damage. And they made them clean it off, and then they made them do community service. Oh. <laughs> you know, because that was a message. That was a conditioning message to, to the youth that graffiti is obviously, because they didn't realize it can be beautiful. Yeah. We didn't realize it yeah. can be beautiful. Yeah. So to you... Men now who stood up on that, you know, and got told off in Kirauta High School when I was 13 and you guys were all about 16. Good on you for being brave enough. (laughs) (laughs) And now, 38 years later, she's getting, she's getting, you know, her beauty back on her. But you're right, nobody's touched it. And and so you go and investigate. Yeah, I was knocking doors. Yeah, I was you were knocking doors. doors. Yeah, like uh, I was investigating who can approve it, how can I do it. So I went to <clears throat> to infrastructure to say, hey, my name is Gonzalo and I'm an artist and I want to paint the seawall and this is my project. And I went to take photos to do over, uh, overlay it on Photoshop, like to show them. I, I also bring some um, aerial views and overviews from... I mean, about the science and the and stuff. No? So I went to present it as a formal project. No? And they say, oh, this is a beautiful idea, but it's not with us. You have to go somewhere else. So where did you go? So yeah, I went to the Cook Island Investment Court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like super excited. They said, yo, let's let this a beautiful idea. So let me, let's let us find a way how to do it. And yeah, it was just the time they were just knocking, happening, knocking. Happening, happening. And then uh, they said, you know, it's a beautiful project, but we cannot... Uh, Fund it. Yeah, yeah. I bet you that's what they said. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have the money to do it. Honestly, Chantal was like, like just put the material. I want to do it for free. I don't mm. want it like that. Obviously, it's a lot of work, no? but what I really wanted to finish it. I said, okay, okay, so I'm going to wait. Cool. And then <laughs> it was a coincidence. Uh, I was doing a, a small job for, for one minister, and uh, it was George Mighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, because he's a very, very open guy and stuff. And then my friend, my friend, I like your work. I like your style. I like this. Yeah, you are talented. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So do you have any other project now? And I'm like, no. Like, I really would like to paint something more for the community, something like that. But, but I explained something. Like, what, what were you talking about? And I said, yeah, I would like to paint the seawall. And he was like, seawall? And I'm like, yeah. Why do you want to paint over there? I actually have my folder here in my bike and I show it to him. You were like, wow, this is awesome. You know what? I'm going to keep this with me. He keep the folder. He said, because he was going to a cabinet, uh, like a meeting in a cabinet or something, and I to talk to something about the government. So, well, yeah, and he came back like a like few days after, and then he was calling, you know what? Everybody's happy with that, and we're going to find a way to do that. Wow, that was good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was waiting, waiting for some more months, and then uh, Maria Moana and, and Kevin and all the team, 
because it's like the committee. It's like yeah, Kevin Iro Tsimaya, is that his name? Tsimaya, yeah. Tsimo, Tsimaya, like plenty, plenty, plenty people, also like, like plenty, plenty people who is participating and, and supporting and advising and supervising, like they are ladies, they are ladies, and, and, and they, we had a meeting about what is Maramoana and, and they told me how they can uh, pump, like the money is coming from psychology from yes. the United States. Yes. So yeah, they are funding the project. And, and yeah, for me, actually it was better. I'm happy because my original plan was to, I mean, talking about to cover the big spaces was just to do the colors, like to make it uh, harmonic and aesthetic, just some patterns, Cook Island pollination motifs. And, and just to paint some species, but just like covering big spaces. No? Until in the first meeting, uh, they say, okay, but we would like to depict the, some features of the 15 islands of the Cook Islands. So it was perfect. I mean, I had a like general idea and they just, and they gave format to it, no? to make it cultural and also educational and to make it proper. No? They, get, they, get, they get to it the format, the perfect. And I was like super happy. I'm super happy with that. And I'm very grateful. I want to say cheers to all of them. They are very So yeah, and it's how the journey started. No, I had to, I had to uh, present sketches and do all the research. And yeah, because actually, um, it's, 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 it's actually a good filter, and it's good that they are supervising everything. Because um, I'm a foreigner. I really, I wish. If in a few years I will become local or something, but I will be always a, a foreigner. No? So uh, being a foreigner, I I need to learn and I, I need to investigate, to do all the research, to put all the elements together and develop the narrative, explaining why that fish, why that species, why that person, why that legend, like everything around. And then when I have the narrative ready to design the sketch, the sketch presented to them, or do an approval, and then when they check if every element is proper, then I can stop it. So that make it authentic, and it's fully Cook Islander. Every element in it is, is Cook Island. So, I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's a lot of, the problem is a good filter, so everybody can be sure. It's like nothing Mexican uh, over there. <laughs> no, it's like fully Cook Islander, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so who has worked with you? Uh, Along the wall, I read that. Is yeah. it cut well, been, been, Yeah, it's yeah. been um, in total 12 different people coming to help. Uh, originally, Katu, Katu was a full time helper. Yeah, now he's doing some other projects and mm. stuff. But in general, it's been actually Chalona, then, um, uh, what's the name? This guy, um, Ivan Lee from the Red Gallery. Oh, Pamela yes, Lee. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Esta, Students, uh, Caraca and Maya, yeah. Uh, and you had Ashley there too, Ashley, just Ashley helping. helping. Yeah, Ashley has to work like she's working at the bakery. Yes. And they went after. Yes. She has come to to help as much as she can now because she we about the deadline. When she finished, she has come over and it's like a, like two hours. Yes. One, two hours. Yes. Day, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, in general, I'm very grateful with all the people who came to to help. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, very. You want a glass of water? You're doing fantastic. You're doing fantastic. Yes. Can you tell me? Because I was um 
you were also in the Escape magazine. That's fantastic. You're in the Escape magazine and that that whole story, you know, with Tim and Maraimoana, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, you would have been really, really proud of yourself, you know, to go in there. And it's and it's about the seawall, isn't it? That yeah. story in Escape yeah. magazine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. No, yeah. I saw that. And it's such a nice feel good, you know. Yeah, and absolutely, yeah. Such that, a nice that magazine honestly sounds cheesy, but did you hear the concept about you feel sparkles on your chest or butterflies in your stomach? When I saw, I mean, that magazine is like wow, it's really, really amazing to think about it because I feel some like I'm just a small, I'm like a little ant, just like a spore, like a like a grain of dust, like just floating around, and it's nice when I can tell to my mom, like, Mom, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it's yes. definitely of, of what it is or something like that. I mean, it's something that I would like to share with my Yes, yes. Yeah. But it was, and it's a beautiful and good quality, and it's like a beautiful uh, text. I think yes. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, I mean, a very nice magazine. Also, yes. I'm very grateful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then also, you've been interviewed on a French, was it French TV or French show or right. French, what was that? Tahitian. It was yeah. Tahitian. Tahitian TV. Yeah. yeah. Actually, there is a lot of people coming, like from different sectors. We, we were in an interview also for German TV, German TV, because I mean, I mean, it's, it's crazy how that big things are happening in this small nation. It's beautiful. The Maraimona project, oh my God, when I when I think what Kevin started, it's like, wow, it's incredible. And it's it's real and it's and it's big and it's serious and it's something with with a with a meaning and, and with good intentions in there. I mean it's I mean it's nice and people can recognize it. No psychology, psychology is funding like plenty of different projects around the world. And they choose this this project, no, they choose to to support mm. this, this project of the I mean, in general, in Miami, yes, yes. But also, also the, the sea world. Yes. So yeah, it's something that we that I feel like very grateful not to be part of it. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, all the all the attention that um, of some uh, media, no, like uh, from some other parts. You know, mostly when it's ready, I am not. I, I am totally sure. Like uh, people gonna come to have a look and check where it is and stuff. Yeah, but I was nice. It was very nice. It was in French, no? Yes, I could catch just a little. Yes. I don't speak French. Yes. But yeah, it was very nice, very good. And it's a very, it's like they made like very good shots mm. and videos. And mm. It was nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gonzalo, you've been amazing. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, I was thinking, could you please? Uh, have a glass of water and then um, I'd like you to say something in your own language please right you know so I want you to have a think about like a message that you would want to say to everybody because I really appreciate that you did this in English because there is (laughs) no way I could have done it in your language so I appreciate that you've done this in English but I would like you to think of what you would like to say in your uh, own beautiful language, and and then that's how we will finish off the show. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. You happy with that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And before we do that, uh, <laughs> is there anything that you would like to mention or say um, before you do your own language? Yeah. You yeah. know, is there, okay, thank you, please. Absolutely. Just I want to say thank you to all the people who made me feel so blessed to be here. I really want to say thank you, Kukaihans. Thank you, Varatonga. Thank you to everybody who has been. Your good intentions to me. Thank you for making me feel part of something beautiful. And thank you for making me feel at home. And just thank you for trust in, in my work too. And yeah, I, I feel very blessed to, to, to stay living this beautiful corner of the world. Yeah, so I just want to say thank you to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So now we're going to do. Mexico in the house. Gonzalo Aldana is going to take the show out today, everyone. Thank you so much to everyone listening to us on Kiorana Podcast. I'm going to hand it over to Gonzalo to take the show out today in his mother tongue. Yeah. Bueno, pues muchas gracias a todos. Quiero decirles que los quiero mucho. Mucho amor. Gracias, Kukailans. Gracias, Rarotonga. Es para mí un placer estar aquí. Gracias por dejarme compartir mi corazón con ustedes. Gracias por hacerme sentir en casa. Los quiero mucho. Viva México, cabrones. <laughs> yeah, muchas gracias, Cucalans. Gracias, Chantal. Yeah. Gracias. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Kimanuya. Good luck. And bye for now. Chantal and Gonzalo are out.